Greeting Earthlings, welcome to Saturday Morning Showdown After Dark. If this is your first time joining us, my name's Don. I'm Lee. We're a tag team of pop culture artists, and we go by the name 8-Bit Fusion. We grew up in the golden age of the Saturday morning cartoons, so we made this show to sit down and talk about some of our favorites. This is our third After Dark bonus episode. The way I look at it is if we talk about... The shows we watched in elementary school on Saturday Morning Showdown. After Dark is where we talk about the shows we watched in high school and beyond. Um, This week, we're talking about one of the most iconic Halloween specials, I think, ever. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we're talking about the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror We're going to start with the first one, which was Season 2, Episode 3, from 1990. Um, I've seen some of the more recent Treehouse of Horrors recently. I mean, they just last year did a a Thanksgiving. Um, But I don't think I've seen any of these early Simpsons, any of these early Simpsons episodes, in a very long time. Yeah, same here. It's been... Uh, very there has been so many Simpsons episodes, and I would just it was the Simpsons was just the kind of show if I had nothing else going on, I would just turn it on. Um, and I really don't remember what I watched and what I didn't watch, so who knows? This might be new to me, yeah, yeah. It ran for a long time, so yeah, I don't know. Why don't we try this thing? Sounds like a plan. And we're back. So we just finished watching the first Treehouse of Horror from The Simpsons. Uh, Like I said earlier, season two, episode three. Uh, Coming right out of it, I thought it held up really well. Uh, There was a couple gags that, like, legit made me laugh out loud. And overall, I enjoyed it. What did you think? Yeah, Don, I 100% agree with you. It definitely held up really well. Like... Yeah, I was laughing the whole time. Uh, the Simpsons animation is super awesome. And then this, like, this whole Tree Also Horror series, like, it just keeps with the spirit of Halloween. You get your spooky, you get your creepy, you get your throwbacks to uh, Edgar Allan Poe literature. Um, just, it was just such a fun episode to watch. It definitely kept me interested, and I was definitely laughing a lot. Did you notice any of the... Um tombstones in the introduction there were some really funny oh, yeah, ones there, in there. there were some really funny ones did any stand out to I'm you i remember it's just like kind of they kind of just flash by you they do they, they yeah. all just fly by yeah but the the two that made me laugh the most i think they were the last two or like close to the end but they were on the same plot together so you see them together um it was paul mccartney and disco oh i did see that i did see that yeah. disco's dead is obviously you know, the reference there, but I love that they included Paul McCartney, who was one of the only living Beatles right? at this point. <laughs> but there's like this weird conspiracy theory that Paul actually died in 1968 yeah. and has been replaced by a doppelganger. <laughs> um, you know, so if you play Glass Onion backwards, you can hear someone say, I buried Paul. Like there's just all these weird, like, things that people think point out that Paul died many, many years ago. Um, so, yeah, the the Paul McCartney tombstone 
and then the disco's dead tombstone yeah. at, at the same at the same plot definitely made me laugh. Yeah, the Simpson has always been known for all the different uh fun throwbacks to pop culture. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 good at that. Yeah. They did it subtly so you felt smart when you caught it, whereas Family Guy they kind of hit you over the face with it. Right. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, Simpsons is a weird show in my opinion. Like I don't know where to put it in in our catalog. Yeah. You know, like Saturday Morning of, Showdown, would... we we tend to watch like kids shows and then we do these after darks where we watch you know, like teens and adult shows, and I really genuinely don't know where yeah, to put The Simpsons. I was struggling watching this episode because I was like, oh, this is kind of cute, cute and kitty. Um, it didn't seem like very gory or scary. Um, like, I mean, kids, uh, like an older kid could understand this. Like, I, I think kids would like this. And I, I'm not like, I think they were like doing the Treehouse of Horrors every year. Like, I think they were just having fun with it. Yeah. More so, like, not trying to, like, not, I'm not sure what audience they're trying to have, but I mean, Halloween's for everybody, so I guess they're trying to, to cater to all audiences with the Tree Horse of Horrors. That reminds me, Marge has a really, really funny monologue at the beginning of the episode encouraging like parental discretion like rather than just having the zinger that says like parental discretion is advised like marge comes out and says like instead of writing me hate mail maybe put your kids to sleep like so if you have sensitive children maybe you should tuck them into bed early tonight instead of writing us angry letters tomorrow it was really funny it was a really good way to convey that this is maybe not going to be the same episode of the simpsons that you're used to but it also for me again Puts me in a weird place where, like, again, I don't know where The Simpsons fall in terms of of our show because it kind of is like smack in the middle. Now, later, later, Treehouses of Horrors and like, like you mentioned the the Thanksgiving horror. The Thanksgiving of horror is brutal. It was brutal, like bloody guts. Yeah. Like it's it's brutal. So at some point, there is a definitive change where they decided they're going to go hard on it yeah i guess it depends on who wrote it and what the interest was for that year i guess yeah it's i i'm i'm curious to see more of the old stuff and try and figure out where the line was where like maybe season one they were doing a kid's show and then it caught on with more like teenagers so then they started shifting to more of that tone i'm not really sure I don't know. This seemed like it could have played just fine to a group of kids. I kids. think so, yeah. Um, whereas, like, Futurama, that is a show for teenagers. Yeah. Like, I cannot imagine a child getting much out of Futurama. But, you know, teenagers and on, I, I think I was 13 when that came out. Mm -hmm. Maybe 12, 2001, I can't remember. But, you know, I was a little older, and that show was, like, perfect for me growing up. And it, I stuck with it all the way through. Um but yeah, The Simpsons, I just, I'm never really sure. Like, is it a kid's show or is it not? It's a big question mark for me. But the zinger at the beginning of this show with Marge's, um, yeah. Marge's monologue makes me think that at least in the beginning, it was not intended to be an adult show and it has drifted in that direction. Yeah. That is at least my thoughts on the matter. When did you first watch The Simpsons? I don't know, man. Um, Yeah, I, I can't. Honestly, I don't remember ever not watching The Simpsons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, as as early as I have memories, I can remember watching The Simpsons. Yeah, I definitely watched it as a child because, like, it would be the – as a 
it would be like the show would be like I'd be home uh, sick from school and yeah. be in my parents' bed and flipping through the cable and like that that was what was on. Yeah. That was my home from sick show to watch. Yeah. Whether it was supposed to be a kid show or an adult show, I mean I watched yeah. Friends as a child as well. Yeah. Which is weird. But yeah. um yeah, that was the show I would always watch when I was homesick. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I, I watched South Park when I, I mean, was in fourth yeah. grade. So I mean, questionable decisions all around, but I, I I mean, intent on the artist's part, you know what I mean? Like, what was the show intended to be for? It's wild to think about, but yeah. It's, this it's show wild. started when I was two years old, so by the time I was of TV-watching age, it's never not been on TV. Yeah. Now, since you mentioned the animation, did it did it look a little weird to you? I, I ask because the animators who animated the Simpsons for the majority of the time that I would refer to the Simpsons as like a really good show did not animate the first three seasons, but they were animated by somebody that we are familiar with. So I think that's interesting. The name Klasky Suppo should be familiar to you because we just spoke about them last week. These were the creators of Rugrats. Oh, and from 1989, season one, to 1991, season three, they actually animated The Simpsons. Huh. And then from season four on, The Simpsons switched to film Roman, which is, like I've said many times, like that's sort of the gold standard for 90s animation was film Roman. So it's, it was a little weird to me to see this early season because the animation is slightly different than what I'm used to because... When I think back to The Simpsons, I'm usually thinking seasons like four, five, and six. Those are the seasons where Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein were writing. Those are the seasons where Conan O'Brien was writing. And that's really when the show kind of hit its stride. Mm -hmm. So to go back and watch this early episode, it's it's kind of weird. It's it's weird to think about a show like The Simpsons that runs for – it's on its 32nd season right now. It wasn't always – the iconic show that it was, it definitely took a little while to get there. And this episode is in the before it got there range. Um, so I think that's sort of interesting. But yeah, this is animated by the guys who did Rugrats. Oh, that is super interesting. Especially since like Treehouse, there's many Treehouse hours that span through all the seasons. So I would be interested to see how the animation changed from from each one. Yeah, um, that would be very interesting to watch. Yeah, maybe maybe one of these years we'll do we'll do like the second Treehouse of Horror, which would be season two. No, I'm sorry, season three. And then the third Treehouse of Horror, which would be season four. And then watching them back to back, we can see the animation shift from the Glasky Suppo era to the film Roman era. Yeah. Um, to see what the differences look like. I, I think that would be fun to do. That would be fun. And we're going to watch, possibly watch the Thanksgiving one next month. So we could definitely see how it progressed with that one. And that's even beyond. Film Roman hasn't done The Simpsons in a probably almost 10 years at this point. Oh, wow. They they ducked out around season 27. So I guess 5 years. Um they haven't they haven't been involved. They've switched now to instead of like cell animation, it's it's digital animation. Um so it's obviously going to look much 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 different, oh, for but sure. But yeah, even even that film Roman isn't involved anymore, so it will be interesting to see the way things progress as the show goes on. Yeah, definitely. I definitely want to see that. Now, another another interesting thing 
again, seeing one of these early episodes versus the show that I'm more familiar with. This is the first episode that Alf Clausen did the music for. And he is the sole composer on The Simpsons from this episode all the way to 2017, just three years ago. Wow. So the sound palette of The Simpsons is entirely him. And this is his first episode. The guy who did this very much defined the way The Simpsons sound. The way he scores these episodes is such an integral part of The Simpsons. And it's just him. And he did it for 20 years. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, super cool. 30 years, actually. Mm. Um, so most of my life, because I'm going to be 35 next month. <laughs> it's wild, yeah. From <laughs> from 1990 to 2017, he was the sole composer on this show. He also did the music for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh. Um, he's, he's around. He works a lot. Yeah. Um, the cast, I mean, I'm not going to surprise anybody with any of these names because most of them have been doing The Simpsons since its inception. Um, Homer Simpson is Don Castellantini. I definitely butchered that last name. Um, he has been Homer Simpson from episode one till now. Wow. Homer Simpson, the actor, has not changed. And I'm going to just bury the lead. None of them have. They've all been the same actor. All the actor voices sounded the same. Like when you think of when you watch like the Muppets or something and you know that you know the voices changed yeah. over the years and you can definitely tell. Yeah. But when I was just watching that like I haven't seen the Simpsons in a long time but I recognize the voices so I'm yeah. not surprised that they didn't change because they sound exactly the same. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I I've heard interviews with Jim Henson where he talked about he liked doing puppets because it made the characters timeless. Jim Henson didn't have to be Kermit the Frog forever. Someone else could do the Kermit the Frog voice and move that puppet, and the character did not have to die with him. And cartoons function very much the same way. A different person could conceivably step in and voice Homer, but as I said with, uh, with Kermit the Frog, you can tell when Jim stopped doing Kermit yeah, the Frog. Sure. You can tell when Frank Oz stopped voicing Miss Piggy. And it, it, it is striking, even though the characters remain the same for the most part. It is weird for that voice change. And The Simpsons does not struggle with that because it is the same actors all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they all also voiced other characters on the show. I didn't write down all of them. Um, but I also wanted to point out that the guy who voiced Homer Simpson also voices the robot devil in Futurama. Okay. Who is... One of my favorite characters and the main character in one of my favorite episodes. Robot Devil is great. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, Bart is voiced by Nancy Cartwright. And again, Bart all the way through the series. Yeah. The only other role of her, she she works a lot, but the only other role of hers that I wrote down, because I think it's really weird, is Chucky Finster. Okay. Now, we just did Rugrats last week. Yeah. I did not mention her because she is not the main voice of Chucky Finster. But, and I don't know which or why, but for 29 episodes of the original Rugrats series, she is the voice of Chucky. Oh, interesting. She's also the voice of Chucky in all of the old Grow Up um, series. 
And she's going to be the voice of Chucky in the reboot. Interesting. So I wonder if in the original series, like if they had flash forwards to when they were older, if she was the voice of old Chucky versus the other person being the voice of young Chucky. But 29 episodes seems like a lot of that. So I don't know, but I do know that she is the voice of old Chucky for the entirety of the of the all grown up series. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I, I wrote down the names for. For Marge, um, she's Julie Kavner. And I wrote down the name for Lisa, who's Yardley Smith. But honestly, neither of them have been much of anything that you would recognize. Other than, obviously, these characters for all of my life. Forever. You know, for, <laughs> yeah, for, for longer than I, or for as long as I've been alive. There's one other person... From the extended universe of Simpsons characters. I mean, we only see the Simpsons in this episode, right? Like, we don't see any of the other yeah, characters yeah, throughout no, this the no. series. Um, but one of the people who voiced an extra in this episode is one of the extended characters. So, I'm going to stop bearing the lead. The guy who voices the house in the first segment. Okay. That's Harry Shears. Now, in Simpsons world, Harry Shears is the voice of Ned Flanders. Hmm. He's also the bass player for This Is Spinal Tap. Oh, wow. Yeah. Derek Smalls. So that's gnarly. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, and he didn't, he didn't voice Ned Flanders in here, obviously, but he is the voice of Ned for the entire series, series as well. Wow. And then there was one other actor in this episode. He voiced several characters. He voiced... The Moving Man in the first segment. Mm-hmm. He voiced Shurak the Preparer in the second segment. And he voices the narrator in The Raven. That was James Earl fucking Jones. Oh my god. Yeah. Darth goddamn Vader yeah, Darth was Vader. the voice of uh, of all those characters. So that was a good, yeah. good little cameo to throw oh, in there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's... He was a standout in this. I mean, his narration of, of Poe was a, like, it was, it was a funny segment, but it was also just a good narration of Poe. Um, so since I mentioned Poe, yeah, there are three segments in this episode. I wrote them all down, and then I wrote down what they're all based on. The first segment was Bad Dream House. It's sort of a hodgepodge of, of three stories. Mm-hmm. The... the Bulk of it is Amityville Horror. Yeah, for and that, that's what the that's what the house looked like. And then at the end, just for good measure, there's a little bit of Poltergeist thrown in there with the Indian burial ground. Oh yeah. The second segment is Hungry Are the Damned, and that is honestly like a point for point remake of a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, I could I could see that. The only difference is. Lisa was wrong, and the aliens weren't trying to eat the humans. <laughs> we're in the Twilight Zone, spot on. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what they were doing. And the main character doesn't get out. Spoiler alerts for a 60, 70-year-old TV show. Um, but the episode was called To Serve Man. Um, the other core difference between those two, I would say, when they find the cookbook, it's in the, it's in the alien language. Okay. So they have to, like translate it and then when they translate it it translates into to serve man and that's when they realize oh shit they're gonna eat us (laughs) but 
other than it's not so it's not as as obvious as a literal cookbook that says to cook humans but it really it's it's very 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 much just like a scene for scene remake of that yeah. of that episode i thought the aliens like gave me futurama vibes how about you very much so yeah matt goering matt goering definitely used a lot of the same like stylistic choices he made in the simpsons in all of his shows really um but definitely the aliens from here look very much like things you would see in Futurama, 100%. Yeah. Also, what are the Simpsons? Because in that Aliens episode, they were saying they were they were considering them be, being eat because they were saying they were going to eat the humans. Are they humans? Like, what were they supposed to be? I mean, they're definitely humans. You think they're humans? Yeah, no question about that. I mean, they're definitely we're, we're humans. Not, they're, we're not yellow. That's, that's yeah. No that thing. that that is that is definitely Matt Goering's style the the yellow the yellow humans thing but no they're definitely humans there's no question about that interesting okay yeah, yeah. the the last segment was the raven do you well, want to guess what that's well, based obviously, on obviously Edgar Allan Poe yeah it was also um, cool when all the books were falling off the shelf it was all Poe books yeah they were all Poe books that was cool uh, it's based so much on Edgar Allan Poe's work that he's actually listed as a writer on the episode oh, that's credits. great um I I mean I think legally he'd have to be because they they just, I mean, you're the librarian. I am not. They recited the entirety of The Raven. They did? Yes. Yeah. So. They had to. Yeah. I mean, and it was really good. I really, that, that's, to me, that might be my favorite segment. I really, really liked yeah, that I one. Yeah, I think it's, that, uh, that was pretty great. It was the least spooky, but it was, it was funny. And it was, like I said, it was a good adaptation of Poe. I mean, we're talking James Earl Jones reading Poe. You really can't go wrong. You cannot go wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> So this, like I said, was season two, episode three. Now, there are, well, next week, there will be 31 Treehouse of Horror episodes. Wow. And 32 seasons of The Simpsons. So that means season one is the only season of The Simpsons that does not have a Treehouse of Horror episode. They have done one Every year since this one. Interesting. In season 27, which coincidentally is the last film Roman season, they have an extra episode called Halloween of Horror. Um, I don't know why they did two that year, but they, they do a Treehouse of Horror. I guess that would be 26. And Halloween of Horror in that same season. So potentially more things that we can watch oh, fun. as we go. But yeah, I'm definitely definitely curious to do more to do more of these because in general I love the Treehouse of Horror series. Um even when I stopped being interested in the Simpsons cuz the show did honestly get not good for a long time. Um but even when the show wasn't great, these episodes always stood out, so I'm I'm excited to watch more of these as we go. Definitely. I definitely want to watch more of these. Yeah. And I want to I want to revisit the first the first episode of The Simpsons and just see see how it started. Yeah, you know it's definitely grown into something completely different. And you know I'd still like to see the the roots of it and go all the way back to episode one. Yeah, I mean um, this is one of the most longest running cartoons and it's iconic. It had, there's a lot to it, so we can't just stop and watch one episode. No. We got we got to go go through a couple at least. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening. Um. Remember to rate and review us wherever you find your podcasts. And remember to join our Facebook group, Saturday Morning Showdown. 
we you know post about the shows we watch and we just kind of get into discussions about these awesome cartoons that we grew up with. Um, this is the part of the show where Lee would normally plug what we've got going on, but because of the pandemic, you know, things. But I think we do have some stuff that Lee can talk about, right? Yeah. In fact, today, if you are local, we are at the Trenton Punk Rock Flea Market um, in Trenton, New Jersey, in the Cure parking lot um, from 10 to 5 p.m. So if you're local to Bucks County, Trenton, New Jersey, Philly, anywhere in the area, just come on by and say hi. And if you mention our podcast, Saturday Morning Showdown, we might have something for you if Don remembers to bring it. Um, one time. One time I forget the gift. But yeah, come come to Trenton today. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. Just make sure you wear your mask and or you, else you have to shut the fuck up. Um, and then two weeks from that, from today, we will be at the South Jersey Geek Fest Fair in Woodbury, New Jersey. Um, that is Saturday, uh, October 24th from 11 to 6 p.m. We'll be in Tiki Tiki Board Games back parking lot. So come to the store, walk through, and you will find us with a lot of awesome vendors. So definitely come and check us out. Um, we also are in a couple of virtual markets. We're in Trenton Punk Lock Flea Markets Virtual Market with a bunch of awesome vendors. We're also in the uh, Jersey City Oddies Market Virtual Market with again with a lot of awesome vendors. Just check those out um, because a lot of people have their shops up and running, so that's a good place to find um, cool stuff. And then we're also in uh, the South Street Art Mart in South Street Philadelphia. Um, they also have a website. Uh, that's southstreetartmart.com. We're in a store in a store with 70 vendors, so just check it out. And if you come down to the shop, be sure to say hi to Nicole and Nicole. Um, and just make sure you're always supporting your local businesses, your small your small uh, businesses, everything, because um, we're all struggling right now, and we just all need to help each other out. Um, as always, thank you for listening to my spiel, and hope you enjoy your Halloween. Happy Halloween, yeah. And again, um, our social media is at 8BitFusion on Facebook and Instagram. Our website is popculturejunk.com. That's where you'll find us posting about where we'll be, as well as posting about what shows we be, we'll be covering on our podcast. So follow us, chat with us, and um, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 